Welcome to the Corporate Catholic Podcast, where we inspire the joyful hustle by integrating your relationship with God into the 9 to 5. Join us as we flip the script on faith and work. We hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Corporate Catholic Podcast. We are back. Um, Happy New Year to everyone. I know it's been a minute since we've posted our last episode, but we're back and we're going to be doing a continuation of season three. So um, we're so excited to be back. We're so excited to see you all. And we have some good content for you this episode. We have some exciting updates um, on kind of where we've been at and how God has been working because he's definitely been working. Like he's definitely, he's been at work. So we'll get into all of that. But before we do, uh, we just wanted to kind of give some life updates, both just general life and work updates since it has been a minute since you've seen us. So yeah, Claire, how have you been? I've been good. I, I feel like last time we talked, um, you know, we had Joe from YCP New York on, which was amazing. And I think that we had intended to do more episodes at the end of last year and life kind of got in the way. Um, I feel like both Allison and I had a pretty chaotic end of year, (laughs) like a lot of pause, like a lot of honestly, like, yes, we had great time with friends and family, but I also would say we had some lows. Yeah. That kind sure. of, um, like, prevented us from just – it was right to kind of take a step back and just kind of end the year uh, abruptly. So mm-hmm. apologies about that. But I feel like we're both feeling a lot more rejuvenated and uh, just ready for 2024. Totally. So, yeah, how how was the end of your last year, Allison? I mean, yeah, you kind of alluded to it, but it was a tough end to the year. You know, I think in years past, um, my work experience has been the end of the year is kind of a slowdown and my projects have been kind of chill and I've been able to just kind of ease into the break and not really feel a lot of pressure to, you know, deliver or put out a lot of work. And this year was very much the opposite. Um, I feel like in the weeks leading up to the holiday break, it just exponentially got worse. And um, a lot of it was just emotional exhaustion. Um, There was some dynamics on my project, um, particularly with our client, that was just mentally exhausting as we were trying to navigate how to deal with that situation and how to come out of it. And we were trying so hard to appease this person and trying to work with this person. And um, this person was just not being, you know, just pleasant to work with. I'll just put it that way. So um, it was more, I would say, mentally exhausting than it was like I was working super long hours but I would be done at the end of the day and just be like, I cannot do anything right now. I'm just so just burnt out. <laughs> so yeah, I was yeah. feeling super burnt out too. I I was kind of thinking that it was also due to the fact that I think, uh, you know, we've been working for like two and a half years mm-hmm. or so and have never really had more than like a week or like 
max two weeks off at a time. And I think just going from school, getting months off or like several weeks between semesters to just never having a long break like that. And also a long break like that, never really being in sight. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think was kind of stressful. Yeah. Um, and I think it just caught up to me, honestly. And after two and a half years of being like that, uh, I, I was just completely burnt out. Like, I, I couldn't even do, like, the simplest of tasks. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like I was just feeling like a bad employee um, and really was just mentally and emotionally exhausted and just like needed a break I had like no motivation to do anything yeah and especially I mean we've been friends since the beginning of us both starting and I've always said like I've never seen you stressed before and I feel like for the first time ever like I saw you stressed and I was like what is happening like are you okay like something is not right yeah um people could tell like yeah I, I was just like I don't know. It was very weird. And I mean, I felt that way before in my life, but I feel like not since moving to Chicago. So people in, in this part of my life had never seen me like that before. Yeah. Um, basically time off was needed. Yeah. (laughs) When I tell you that I did nothing over break, like I did nothing. I mean, Luckily, um, my whole project team, we took off the week before Christmas and the week of Christmas. So I had two full weeks off, which honestly, I don't know what I would have done without that. But yeah, it was really nice. I went home for those two weeks and spent some time with family, laid around on the couch a lot, (laughs) worked a ton of puzzles. Yeah, I worked so many puzzles over break. Um, And yeah, just kind of enjoyed not having to be anywhere, do anything, just kind of be present. So I feel like that was exactly what I needed. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Same here. I feel like my time in Ohio for Christmas, like I was just being like letting my brain rest, which was super necessary. But I still was feeling like I didn't even have the capacity or um, I guess like energy to make like New Year's goals and like resolutions. That's something that I really enjoy and like, you know, really like dissecting my past year and like planning for the future. And I just didn't even have the energy to do that. Yeah. Um, Until I would say we went to seek. Mm-hmm. because Seek was the first year or the first week of the new year. And I feel like I was able to rest at home and then Seek almost like reignited me to kind of have that fervor and that energy again. Yeah. I feel like my new year actually started once we got back from <laughs> Seek, which was yeah. technically a week into the new year. But in terms of where I was at mentally and emotionally, like, coming back from Seek felt like I was coming back and it was the start of a fresh new year. Mm -hmm. So yeah, but I guess actual New Year's, um, we were both here. We got to celebrate with some friends and 
literally left the morning after to go to the Seek conference. <laughs> we which were so tired. I, can, I think you guys can infer how that went. <laughs> um, but yeah, we were luckily able to catch a ride with um, some of the students from UIC who are going to the Seek conference. So super grateful to them for letting us tag along. It was, yeah. it was fun. It felt like we were on a field trip. <laughs> it also felt weird because everyone, like we had to do this activity where we just, you know, we're trying to meet people and everyone was like, so are you a student? And we're like, no. They're like, are you like a missionary? No. no. Like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I'm just a person. Yeah. Like coming. We just we're just here. <laughs> yeah. Which um Allison and I through the podcast were able to work with Focus to uh do a um podcast to kind of promote Seek, which is up on the Seek podcast if you mm-hmm. type that into Spotify or wherever you listen, if you want to listen to that. So we're very grateful to have worked with them. And that was kind of how we had the opportunity to go to seek this year. And I honestly think even though like we had the opportunity to go to seek, like we were both not convinced to go at first. We were just like, Oh, we have so much going on in our lives. Like, you know, like we're not college students. Like, should we even go? Yeah. I know. It's so funny because I think we talked about this in a previous episode, but Um, So Claire went last year and I remember you coming back from it. We got coffee, talked about it for hours. And I was like, wow, I really want to go next year. And of course, this was January of last year. So this was a while ago. But that was kind of in the back of my mind. And then as it started getting closer, I was like, I still kind of want to go, but not to the extent that I'm going to like go go out of my way way to plan a whole trip and everything. And then it was like at that exact moment that we had the opportunity to do the podcast for Seek and, you know, we were able to get passes to the event. And then honestly, everything else just kind of fell into place very quickly. And so it truly felt like we were supposed to go and we are meant to be there. And I feel that so strongly after the experience, like just knowing everything that happened. But yeah so incredibly grateful that we were able to have the opportunity to go. Yeah. I feel like we, I went to my college to visit my sister around Thanksgiving and saw like a priest there that I knew. And I had met him like at Seek the previous year. And so he was like, Oh, are you going back to Seek? And I was like, I don't know, like maybe. And he's like, you have to go, you have to go. And he's like, can I pray over you that like you get an opportunity to go? But I already had an opportunity to go. And he was just like, it oh, was so you already knew at that point. Yeah. Oh, I already knew that, you know, we were able like we had been invited to go. Yeah. And um, I think like at that moment or that at that time, I was kind of just leaning towards no. So that's why I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, yeah. And then he was like praying over me. And he's like, God, like allow Claire to like get an opportunity to go to seek. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, father, I already have one. (laughs) And then after that moment, I was like, I feel like we should just go. Yeah. And then I kind of came back from Thanksgiving and was like, Allison, we should go. And then you were kind of like, okay. Yeah. And I think part of our hesitations were because like, this was in the midst of both of us just being completely 
burnt out and burnt out of work. And so, and also like for both of us, I think originally you were taking the two weeks off that I had taken off too. Right. And then you kind of switched it to take. I don't know. I I think at the, no, I was only taking the week between Christmas and New Year's off at the time, but. Okay. Well, so then I was like, well, the conference is the week after and that's like my first week back at work. So I was like, I can't take a third week off in good conscience, you know? So I was like, how am I going to figure that out? And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like, let's just go and we'll just figure out yeah, the details. Yeah, God will take care of it, honestly. We, yeah, exactly. Yeah, agree. Yeah. So yeah, basically we ended up going to Seek, which if you don't know what Seek is, it's basically a Catholic conference that is put on by FOCUS, which stands for the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. And basically, it's an organization that has missionaries and they send their missionaries to different uh, colleges across the United States. And those uh, people are graduated college students of all ages. It could be, you know, they graduated last year or they could be, you know, married with children. Um, However, Uh, you know, wherever they are in life. And they basically disciple college students and just help them through that journey of their Catholic faith. And so, yeah, I had the privilege of having seek or not. I had the privilege of having focus at my college, my senior year and developed a really good relationship with my focus missionary. Um, But because of COVID and other things, like I had never been to seek before until last year. And Then, of course, we both went this year. And this year, the theme was Be the Light, which is a big node to John Paul II, which I think we both love him and um, just are developing a great devotion to him. So we were both really excited for that to be the theme. And if you want to hear more about uh, why we also love that theme, be sure to check out our episode that we did on the Seek podcast because we kind of dive into that. But... Overall, let's just, we wanted to kind of talk about SEEK and um, just some of the things that we took away from the conference. I think it was just, basically we were burnt out and now we feel amazing because we've received Jesus in a new way. And I think Jesus kind of just showed us all the parts that he's working through our brokenness and our um, exhaustion and all of the things that we've been dealing with at the end of last year. And we want to share some of the things that stuck out to us and then also kind of just talk about, you know, how we're bringing that to work and our lives in 2024 and just kind of, you know, kick off the year strong. So Allison, this was your first seek. So what were your thoughts and what were some of your favorite moments? Yes. So I think I'll maybe start with just kind of my overall impressions of it. And I want to kind of paint the picture for people that maybe haven't been or have never heard of it. They're like, what does a faith conference even look like? You know, what do you do? All of that. So, um, because it's very fresh in my mind now. So um, just imagine literally 22,000 people all in one conference center walking around, like doing their own thing, like wearing their lanyards. And um, you have this big kind of, I don't know, what what do you call it? Like a stadium, auditorium type room. 
Um, they called it the dome. <clears throat> the dome, yeah. Yeah. And so like every day they would have mass there and you'd start the day with mass. Um, one of the days you had adoration, which had, you know, just this huge crowd of people. And I've never been to an adoration with that many people before. And I'll talk about that more in a second because that was one of my favorite moments. Um but yeah, and then like during the day, there'd be different breakout sessions, different speakers. You can kind of see the list of everyone who's there. You can see what their talks are about. And then from there, you can go to whichever talks you want, uh, which is really cool that you get to kind of pick and choose your own experience. Um, and they also record all of the talks. So if you want to listen to them afterwards or you missed a certain one, you can always go back. And then they have this big area that they call Mission Way, which was basically just a bunch of booths with tons of Catholic business owners and different religious orders or organizations. And they're just set up there. So you can kind of like that's kind of where everyone hung out and walked around. And like, honestly, that's where we kind of ran into a lot of people. So being able to just like walk around and just talk to people and just go up to random booths. Um, so that part was really fun. So I feel like those were kind of the main elements of it. Um, there was also a concert on one of the nights, uh, Judah and the Lion, if anyone's familiar. Um, you probably know one, one of their songs called Take It All Back. Um, that's like one of their main ones. But yeah, so I think overall, I had no idea what to expect. So I was maybe a little overwhelmed at first because I was like, there's just so many people, like so much going on. And I'm so glad that it was at the same conference center as it was the previous year because Claire was kind of like, <laughs> oh yeah, like this is where we did that last year. And like, this is where we go now. Like you kind of knew yeah. what to expect and everything, which kind of helped I would say my experience a little bit. Um, but yeah, in terms of my favorite moments, um, I just loved being able to run into people and have just encounters that you would never expect to happen. And so I had a couple of those. The first one, I figured out that my cousin was actually going to the conference. And I didn't know this until like a couple days leading up to it. And then literally as we were in the massive dome, we're like walking by this group of students and I realized that it's his school. And I look over and sure enough, I see him. <laughs> and so I got to say hi to my cousin, which was awesome. Yeah. And then the second person that I ran into was my high school campus minister, <laughs> which – so <laughs> Amelia, um, Claire's friend from home and who I met before, but we were just walking around and I turned the corner and like, she was like, your jaw just literally dropped. And I was like, yeah, because I turned <laughs> around and I see someone from high school who I hadn't seen since high school. And it was just one of those moments where you're like, wait, why are you here? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I got to catch up with her, which was really cool. And then yeah, we got to meet several listeners of the podcast, which that was insane. Was absolutely insane and something that I was not expecting at all. Um, Claire and I were at a booth just kind of like browsing, 
And this one girl like comes up to me and she's like, hey, Allison, like, how's it going? And I look at her and my face was probably just so confused because I had no idea who this person was. And <laughs> you but were she like, oh, obviously gosh, knew like, who I, I was. supposed to know who you are. You're like, yeah. oh, we've met before. Like, so good to see you. And that always makes me feel so bad. Yeah. If I'm like, have, have I met this person before? And um, but then she explained, she's like, oh, yeah, like I listened to the podcast. And it was just such a crazy moment and a moment that I never thought that we would have, honestly, especially at the conference. Um, so that was so cool and such a such a God moment, honestly, because um, sometimes it can feel like we put out these episodes, but we don't get to see the other side of it, like who's behind the the screen, I guess. And, yeah, that's the thing um, with podcasts. They don't yeah. really have like a lot of interaction. Yeah. So you can't really tell, you know, is this making an impact? Like, does this matter? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a cool moment for me too. Yeah. So thank you to everyone that we met for saying hi. It honestly made it just means the world to us. And um, we loved meeting you. So thank you. And then one more, because I know I could just keep going on, but um, adoration on um, Wednesday night was the most powerful experience with adoration that I've ever had. And I was just literally sitting there bawling for (laughs) half of it. And I don't even know why I was crying. Like I just felt so overwhelmed with – it's like everything that I had been experiencing, going through, like everything I was just bringing before the Lord and like everything that I brought to him, I just felt such peace and such comfort and I was just a wreck. <laughs> but Same, in the best honestly. way. Yeah. Yeah. So. I literally half of adoration was me like rummaging through my bag because I <laughs> swore I put tissues in there. And I'm like, I need them because my sleeve is like wet at this yeah. point. Like it's disgusting. And I was like, Allison's like, look, I can tell she's like, what is yeah, she doing she, over there? She was like sitting a couple chairs down because we wanted to give each other space. But I was like, what is she digging for? In there? I'm like searching through my bag for like 10 minutes, I feel like. Because I I was like, I would look and then I'd put it down. And then I'm like, I, I feel swear like no, I brought – I was like, I swear I brought tissues. So yeah. I'm like looking – and yeah. I did not – I left them at the Airbnb, um, of course, you know. Classic. Classic. I was like, oh, you know, I'm not going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was a wreck too. So I think something yeah. that really – I just remember this moment where if you were at Seek, maybe you remember this, but it was completely silent. There were times where they would play music and things, but at this point it was silent. There was no music or anything. And um, – someone in the crowd just like yelled out like Jesus son of David like have pity on me or like have mercy on me and Mm -hmm. um I think that was just really powerful and I like heard people start crying after that like people were like (gasps) I don't know that just really yeah and then um I was telling my friend about this the other day and she was like that just reminds me of like Jesus you know walking on the streets and like someone trying to like touch him or like Mm -hmm. seeing him and just saying like Jesus have pity on me and like him in the Bible, like always stopping for those people and like tending to them. Um, 
and yeah, I just feel like that's exactly how adoration felt. It was just, you know, us calling out and like Jesus responding. So um, that was also an amazing moment for me as well. Yeah, totally. Any other moments that stick out to you? Yeah, I I feel like during adoration as well, like I something I just been struggling with work a lot. And um, I just kind of had this epiphany during work that let or not during work. I had this epiphany during adoration that, you know, I need to be actively like praying for work and like my coworkers like so much. And I, I don't know why I haven't been. I think I've been like seeing, you know, what's just like, oh, work is so hard. And like, this is happening to me, I guess, rather than being like all of us at work, you know, need the Lord to like get through all of this you know, stuff that we're going through and um, relationships are also just a huge part of consulting and like our job too. So that's always, I don't know why I hadn't been thinking that way, but God just kind of brought me to like writing a litany, my own litany of like work and like, you know, just writing away like all of the lies that I had been thinking about work and um, some of my coworkers and such. And honestly, um, I can read some. Ooh. Sorry, it's the first time I'm hearing it too. Yeah. We'll have to. Okay. I love that though. I, I didn't know that we could write our own litanies. Oh yeah, for sure. That's amazing. Okay. Here's a couple one. So, you know, from the fear that I am bad at my job, deliver me, Jesus. For the fear that I am not enough, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear that I am incapable of improvement, deliver me, Jesus. Um, from the fear that I am small, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear that I add no value, deliver me, Jesus. From the temptation to live to work, deliver me, Jesus. Uh, from the temptation to allow my manager to play God, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear that my mistakes at work are unforgivable, deliver me, Jesus. Uh, from the fear that my Catholicism makes me a liability at work, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear that my Catholicism will scare my coworkers away, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear that my work is meaningless, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear that my corporate job isn't important, deliver me, Jesus. So that's just a few. I honestly wrote wow. more than that, but I probably wrote like 30 of those things. But I feel like those were just a lot of lies that were kind of coming up for me and just wanted to kind of write those all out. And I think I've always noticed that with litanies, when I'll read one, like a litany of trust or a litany of, you know, humility or whatever, certain ones like stick out at certain times. And then that's kind of like an indication to kind of prey on that one specifically. So mm -hmm. it was good to just kind of get all of those out. And then I can keep going back and referring to this and reading and reading it and just kind of being like, you know, what, what sticks out the most to me? Like, what am I believing? That's not true. So yeah. Yeah. I'd encourage you to do the same. And, um, I think I'm going to like post this on Instagram at some point too, just to kind of like maybe have it written out yeah. for people to save. So um, 
or you can write your own. But I, I thought that was just a, a really something that I hadn't thought of before for work specifically and yeah. just kind of, yeah, like really transformed my outlook on on it and just gave me some hope for this new year. Um, yeah, wow. I mean, other I that. <laughs> that's like so powerful. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, that's, I mean, imagine me like also sobbing. Yeah. Well, you're and like- then also writing this. <laughs> and then I was yeah. like feeling like after adoration, I was like, I'm feeling so free, like yeah. all this weight off my shoulders, just writing all of those lies down. I just felt so free, honestly. Yeah. It's like with each lie that you write yes. down, it's like you're taking that weight off of yourself. Yes. So yeah. I was like, floating out of adoration <laughs> i was levitating we all were we were just all <laughs> levitating after i was adoration. levitating after adoration you like floating out of the door <laughs> at st louis so yeah i think some other like great moments were um yeah we got three tickets to go to seek and i knew that allison was gonna have to just like be hybrid and like work a little bit so I invited my friend from home who I grew up with, Amelia, to come. And honestly, like, since we've been, like, long-distance friends, you know, we've been (laughs) long-distance since high school, I feel like we had never spent, like, a full week like that just together. Um, We've done, like, trips and stuff with high school friends or that kind of thing. But she and I have never just, like, had all of that time together in a long time. And um, so that was just amazing. And also – Amelia is one of the most faithful people that I know, but um, she like told me later, she was like, I like, I hate events like this, like conferences like this. Like she used to go to a ton of them, like growing up. And this she was would, after the conference or during, like while we were there, well, okay. it kind of towards the end though. And she was like, I just, you know, I haven't been to one of these in so long. Like I kind of used to hate them. Like I, you know, she was kind of the opposite of me where like, she kind of went to all this stuff growing up. Whereas I feel like yeah. I kind of, got into it later yeah and so and then I was like wait this was such a sacrifice for you to come like I didn't realize and then yeah. I'm just like wow thank you so much because but I feel like she also was saying like I got so much out of it like I'm so glad that I came yeah um but I was like I didn't realize you weren't as like pumped to go as I was and still came so thank Aww. you Amelia and she still got a ton out of it and was like so grateful to go um yeah and also i would say just all of my friends becoming friends like allison and amelia got a little too close i'd say (laughs) and i'm like scared i was like i think i spent more time with amelia than i did claire that trip like because claire would just randomly walk off and ditch us and she'd be like okay (laughs) go into like a booth or she'd be like i'm going to adoration and just like leave well i was like (laughs) I would say that because I'm like, you can come with, but like, I don't want to like, no, you did not say that. You did not say that. But I'm like, well, I was, I was like really needing Jesus and I would just be like, I need to go to adoration. And then I would like run away. (laughs) Yeah. So it ended up like being just Amelia and I walking around for a good amount of it, which was so fun. Like I love Amelia so much. And yeah. Then these two started ganging up on me. I was like, I was like, this was dangerous. I didn't realize that you guys would get so close to the point where. Now I'm the third wheel. So, <laughs> yeah, because we would have all these inside jokes from things that happen, and we would be like, oh, yeah, Clay, you weren't there. Like, you were <laughs> off, like, doing something. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So, so yeah. yeah, I really, 
enjoyed that too. So that yeah. was amazing and got to see some of my other friends um, as well. Yeah. So yeah, we got to meet some people that we've done podcast episodes with. Um, yeah. Yeah. Shout out Fran. We got to see Fran. Um, so yeah, just a lot of just very meaningful encounters and yeah, just good people all around. Yeah, definitely. So who were some of your favorite talks and favorite speakers, Allison? Yes. Oh, where do I even start? Um, I'll start with kind of the most obvious one, I would say, because um, I feel like most people have heard of Father Mike Schmitz, <laughs> even people that aren't Catholic know who Father Mike Schmitz is. And so going into the conference, I was very excited to see him, obviously, because I've never seen him live. I've only, you know, listened to him on podcasts and things. So um, very much loved both of his talks. Um, the first one was all about um, how to pray the mass better. And I'm not going to try to boil everything down he says or said because I feel like I won't do it justice. But basically, it just completely shifted my perspective of the mass and how to approach the mass and pray the mass and how it's not about us and what we get out of it, but it's about praise and worship and and glorifying God. Um, so if you're interested in watching the talk, because I highly recommend it, um, they are posting all of the recordings from Seek. Um, so all you have to do is go to this website. It's called seekreplay.com. And anyone can create an account, even if you didn't go to the conference. Really? Yeah. That's oh. what they said. I'm pretty okay. sure. I'm um, actually – yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I am not sure about that. Well, but. try it out and let us know. But I also if someone – I know that someone in the conference can definitely send it to other people. Okay. So if – if for some reason, yeah, that's like you have to have gone to create an account or something. Hopefully, if you know someone, that or just went, DM us and we can send it to yeah, you. Yeah, we could like send it to you. Or also, um, particularly this topic, I know that Father Mike has spoken about it before. Okay, so you could find another talk about it. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like that one um, really impacted me because. I've felt kind of stuck, I would say, and in a rut with going to mass. Like I was still going, I'd still go every week and everything, but I just was feeling like I was going through the motions. And so I think coming out of that talk, I just had, you know, just a different perspective. And that first mass that I went to after that talk, I was just like, wow, I feel like I'm seeing this through new eyes. So that one was very impactful for me. And uh, he did another talk um, that was actually right before adoration. So it really prepped, really set the stage. They did for, that on purpose. Yeah. Oh, they <laughs> totally planned that. But um, it was all about uh, the prodigal son parable, which um, I'm sure most of you have probably heard before. And I'm going to get my notes. Um, but I think a lot of the times people will focus on the son who ran away, the one that kind of squandered his inheritance and um, came back, obviously, to be welcomed by the father. But a lot of times, um, I feel like the older son, the one that stayed, doesn't get as much attention. But 
he's filled with a lot of resentment and Mm -hmm. um, he also is kind of going through his own struggles in those moments. And so um, there were a couple of points that I wrote down. Um, So the older son was the one who stayed home and he resented it. Mm -hmm. So in that moment, the father in the story, he just goes and he holds the son because in that moment, like that son just needed to be held. Um, Whereas the younger son is the one that left and regretted it. So he's feeling these deep wounds of, you know, regret. And so in those moments, he needed to be healed by his father. And so basically, Father Mike Schmitz was like, you know, who are you right now in this moment? Like, are you the older son or are you the younger son? Like, do you need to just be held by the Lord and just experience him holding you in adoration? Or do you need to be healed by him? And do you need to go to confession? And so in that moment, I realized I was like, I just need to be held by the Lord. And so I spent that entire adoration there just, you know, really feeling that. And um, so I thought that was really cool because I've heard that parable so many times, but I never heard it in that context. And so I think that really spoke to me. Yeah. I think it also kind of added like a, almost just like a, okay. Sometimes you're like, I'm feeling so much discomfort or like, I'm feeling, you know, I just need God, but like, you don't know how. And I feel like held or healed. I feel like that helps. It's like, if I'm feeling like broken and I need to be healed, I, that means I need to go to confession, you know, or it's like, I need to be held. Like, I just need someone to like, listen to me and like, you know, talk to me about what I'm experiencing. And it's like, maybe I should just, I should go to adoration. And I mean, there's Mm -hmm. also times to do both, but I feel like for me, if it's like, oh, I can't go to adoration and confession and like X, Y, Z, like all in one day, but I need something, you know, to to work through what I'm feeling that almost helps me kind of have like a better direction of like what to do. Yeah. It's like, what do I need in this moment? And then from there kind of decide. Yeah. Um, so yeah, loved father Mike. I mean, he's just so incredible. I could talk about that forever, but the other talk, um, that I'll talk about, (laughs) um, was all about the art of wasting time. And I remember the name of this talk really stuck out to me because I was like, this is making wasting time seem like a good thing. And in our culture, I think people are like, oh, like, don't waste your time. Like, you have to be productive all the time and, you know, always be putting out practical value and all this stuff. And so this talk was by um, this priest named Father Kevin. And Basically, he was talking about um, kind of how we think that there's just work and rest, and we rest so that we can work more. And so, but if we just think of life in these two contexts, that, you know, we're missing that purpose because we're just working and then we rest just so that we can keep working and we're missing something. And that's where we feel burnt out and we don't feel you know, like we're living towards a higher purpose. Um, But he started talking about this third element of leisure, which is essentially doing something for the sake of doing it, just for the joy of it. And for, you know, not that it produces any practical value or not that it, 
contributes to anything necessarily, but just, you know, spending time with someone or spending time with God. And um, so it was all about kind of reclaiming leisure in our lives and how, um, you know, the mass is obviously kind of the highest form of of reclaiming that mm-hmm. that relationship with God and the highest goods in our life. Um, so I thought that was really good and also just kind of related to the podcast as well. Um, just the idea of work and rest because, I mean, we've talked about work and rest on the podcast, but we haven't necessarily talked as much about leisure. So um feel like we could dive into that more, but I thought that that was interesting. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that makes me think of, I didn't get to see that talk. So that's definitely one that I'm going to be rewatching on the seek replay, but that just makes me think of um, our friend Caroline and her Instagram is Caroline Lunny. And maybe you guys know about her. She was on an episode before, but her kind of mantra is like like life and I think a lot of what she I feel like that's a good way to like boil down a lot of what this is saying is just like what do I like and like I like it just for the the sake of like what it is yeah not like what it does or like what it what it can do for me yeah Yeah. it, it doesn't give to me I just like it because it exists and as people we're like we have unique interests and likes and we are like drawn to certain things that other people aren't drawn to. And it's like why, you know, those things stick out to me and like those are the things that make you, you. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I definitely want to re-listen to that, to that one because I think that kind of, you know, you making your hobbies into like a business or something that produces an output, um, is just, you know, just something that as a business person, it's so easy to do. Yeah. And like something that I do like a lot. Yeah. Even like reading, it's like, oh, I like reading, but let's see how much we can read. Like, let's read like the most that we can. Let's try to like hit a number or like read this entire series or like, you know what I mean? It's like always just like a achievement. And then we start to wonder why our hobbies are also burning us out because it's like, oh, I didn't read X number of books like I said I would. I failed, you know? Yeah. And then it's like you you start to resent reading because you're like, I associate that with failing, you know? Yeah. It's so hard because then it's like, I want to listen to that because then I'm like, okay, what's the difference between like something that you know is good for you that you should be doing as like something that's more of a discipline yeah versus something that is like strictly leisure and like take discipline out of the leisure yeah to like fully just live in that moment you know yeah and I think we need a healthy balance of both because I mean in my opinion like fitness and working out would be one that falls under the realm of needing some sort of discipline attached to it um well at least for me yeah, for working. me. I mean, I, I enjoy working out, but I wouldn't say I enjoy it just for the sake of it. I enjoy, I enjoy it when because, I'm there, but getting me there is yeah. a problem. <laughs> I enjoy how I feel afterwards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, some of the examples that he gave were, you know, just honestly the little things, spending time with family and friends, um, 
you know, just I'm trying to think. I thought I wrote down more examples, but yeah, I definitely want to listen to that talk again because I feel like the beginning part, I was kind of like, where is he going with this? And it took me about halfway through where I feel like he started to all kind of connect the dots. And then I was like, oh, okay, I get what he's saying now. So yeah, um, just a heads up if you do watch it and you started out and you're like, what, where's this going? Um, <laughs> he does tie it all together. So that's good. Yeah. But yeah, I'll stop talking about my takeaways. Um, Claire, what were some of your favorite talks? Well, I would say if you listening have talked to anyone from uh, that went to seek, I would say every single person that, you know, might be a stretch, but so <laughs> many people we were like extremely impacted by Monsignor James Shea's talk. Yeah. Um, he spoke the second night and was, you know, mainly talking about just like sin that exists in the world and kind of just giving a really good description of that. And um, something that he said that was just, I think really like pierced everyone and just made everyone really think is he is saying like, you know, anxiety and depression and, and all of these things are just like running rampant in our culture. And like, it is, you know, becoming so common to like, uh, be like dealing with these types of things. And, um, and he was just kind of questioning, you know, like, why is this like, you know, what, like, you know, why has this like happened that everyone is dealing with this and it's so hard. And he was just kind of saying like, maybe he was just posing the question Mm -hmm. that, you know, maybe anxiety and depression and all of these mental health, a lot of these mental health issues are like an adequate response to growing up without God, like in a world without God. And when you grow up in a world that like just doesn't accept God or like let God into the world, um, you know, just like sin and like all this evil and darkness is just like overtaking everyone. And like these are some of the symptoms of that. And I think that just like blew everyone's mind to and just had us all like reflect you know where are all of these different things coming from um and yeah and he was like shouldn't he's like you would be anxious and you should be anxious if someone is following you that wants to kill you and like that's the devil and I think everyone was just like whoa yeah you know like I think you know the like that I think everyone knows, like, the devil hates me. Like, he doesn't want me to do these things. But, like, when he described it as, like, yeah, what if there was someone following you that, like, wanted to hurt you? Yeah. And you're, like, of course. I'd be, like, so scared and, like, stressed and, like, anxious. And he's, like, yeah, I'd be anxious too. And, like, that is real. Like, that is actually happening to everyone in this room. And I think that just really put things into perspective and everyone was just insanely – noticed how insanely real mm-hmm. the devil was and like evil in this world yeah um, he talked a lot about angels and just the story of lucifer and like i had known that story to a point i guess um but yeah i mean i, I don't know if i've talked about this but saint michael is like a saint that means a lot to me and has like my 
entire life. And obviously St. Michael's story is like kicking the devil out of heaven. And the way that Monsignor Shea talked about Lucifer was like, he was basically the, you know, the king of the angels. Like he was the best angel. And not only that, but him and St. Michael are often talked about as brothers. And that just made me really think like, what if my sister, I, I only have a sister, but like, what if my sister like turned evil and I had to like, like, I love her so much, but I had to like kick her out of heaven basically because like of all of the decisions that they made. And I just realized like how hard that must've been to do that to someone that you like love so much, but like they made the decisions that they made. Um, so I just had like a newfound respect for St. Michael too, who's someone that I really call upon a lot. And also I just want to really read a lot more about angels. So I've been doing some research on that. Um, but basically Monsignor Shea had this whole, you know, dark, this is sad, terrible, all this stuff. And then there was this moment where he just was like, this is what I came here to tell you that, you know, the world sucks and, you know, the devil's real and like all this stuff. And everyone was just like, wow, that was depressing. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just like, it was a switch that was oh, like, I want to say electric. It was insane. It like, it's over- like he was just, yeah, it was like, it, it seemed like he was really like overtaken with the Holy spirit in yeah. that moment. And he like erupted to just kind of talk about like how Jesus came to save us and like how he, is he has just saved the whole world and like if we are following jesus like you know our our whole world is has changed and like he had this line that let me see if i can find it yeah he oh i love this i had never thought about it like this but he was like he jesus tricked the devil into killing him but jesus cannot be killed and he was saying that like death is like what the devil prides himself on and he had, and Jesus had tricked the devil into killing him. Um, but Jesus cannot, he has overcome death. Jesus always wins. And so um, it was just very powerful. And if there is like one talk that I would recommend that you listen to, it is that one it is extremely powerful. I think he had a standing ovation immediately. Like yeah. everyone was, there was just something going on in that stadium. It was insane. Yeah. It was, yeah, I can't even describe it. It was just, everyone was just locked in and it was, yeah, the response and even just kind of looking around the crowd of, you know, everyone was just so captivated by it. And I wrote down one other line too that I'll share that stuck out to me. He was like, the only way the devil wins is if we give up. If we don't give up, we always win. So I thought that was just very encouraging as well. Like, no matter what you're battling or whatever you're going through, the only way the devil wins is if you give up. So, mm-hmm. um, so don't give up. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, so definitely some very impactful talks. Um, but yeah, how is this going to impact your faith, Allison? Like, what are you taking into this new year? What are you bringing into your work life, your personal life, etc.? Yeah. I think first and foremost, it gave me a new outlook on several different elements, um, particularly particularly the mass, which I already talked about, 
um, but also confession and adoration. And so um, I didn't really talk about this before, but I did go to confession while I was there and um, had probably the longest confession that I've ever had, which I mean, maybe that's telling me that I had a lot to unpack, (laughs) but also just I never had a priest before who literally sat there and just talked with me for, I want to say like at least 20 minutes. And like there was a huge line of people waiting to do confession. And I just felt so present. And so like he had not a care in the world. Like he was just there with me and was not rushed or trying to like just get me out, you know? And I feel like in past experiences with confession, it's been kind of just, you say your sins, you know, the priest says one or two things and like you're done basically. So, um, so I feel like I have a new perspective on confession as well and want to commit to going more. Um, same thing with adoration. Um, I just, how I felt after adoration during seek, I was like, I need this more in my life. And especially when I get caught up in the busyness of everything, being able to go and just sit and be quiet and just listen, um, is so, so hard to get anywhere outside of adoration. I feel like it's so hard to find quiet places in the city for sure, in the city without distractions. Um, so yeah, so I definitely walked away with a commitment to go to adoration more. Um, and then the last thing I'll say is just, um, learning more about the saints. Uh, there were so many saints that different speakers had mentioned or, um, people had brought up and I was like, I have never even heard of this saint. Um, so I think there's so much to learn from the lives of the saints. And that's an element of my faith that I haven't really focused on much or taken the time to learn too much about. So, um, yeah, I took that away as something that I wanted to do as well. But yeah, what about you, Claire? What were the main takeaways or impacts on your faith? Yeah, I would say definitely adoration. I think I was reflecting something that I've just, you know, felt reignited in me at Seek was just some of that love for God and like that passion that I had had in the past, but I think was like, you know, missing recently just with all these other burdens that I was just carrying. Um, And so I was thinking back to other moments of my life and I was like, you know, when have I, like some my most fond memories with the Lord are in adoration. And so I was like, why didn't I put that together before? Um, And that's something that I haven't prioritized here in the city. And I've been just making a lot of excuses. There are not a lot of uh, long sessions of adoration that are offered in the city. And I think a lot of it is for safety reasons. Like there is one church that has 24 hour adoration, but they have to have the police there at all times because, you know, there are some mean people out there that um, will come in and you know, they don't want to risk like anyone doing anything to Jesus. So I totally understand that. And the police are extremely expensive. So I think that they definitely, you know, there are just those types of things that are, that unfortunately come with like living in the city um, that I have like felt that there's not like as much access to adoration as there are in like other areas that I've lived in. 
Um, and so I've just used that as an excuse not to go as much. Uh, but of course, you know, God is amazing. And I have like offered our previous like women's group Bible study leader has moved out of Chicago. And so I offered to kind of take over and host it at my house and we meet on Tuesdays and the church that's like right by me, um, has adoration right before our group on Tuesdays. And so I was like, that's literally perfect. Not only can I go to adoration, um, the entire, you know, Bible study can if they want before. And, uh, I just think, you know, we, we went last week and I just think it's going to be the biggest blessing to not only me, but just like our whole group to kind of have like a committed adoration time. Yeah. Uh, Cause we saw how transformative it was at seek. And, um, I'm just really excited for that. And I also just think I have a new outlook on just bringing God into, uh, my everyday work. And, um, yeah, I also are like through work. I am like the Catholic lead for like a, we have really different religious employee resource groups and I'm the Catholic lead that I just like volunteered. But last year I just like, yeah, was burnt out. I literally just couldn't even like, if I can't even lead my own faith, I was just like not even capable of leading others in faith. Um, but this year I'm hoping to just start praying with those people and pray regularly and just build up the Catholic community at, at work and hopefully grow that. And I think that that will just have a transformative, um, it, it will just be transformative, like through my work and through their work as well. And hopefully just spread throughout our company. Uh, and I'm just extremely excited about that. So yeah, I think just a lot more of literal integration between faith and work. Um, I think it'll be this will, I'm anticipating this to be like a pretty big year for work for me. So I think setting up this kind of routine and uh, this, these intentions at the beginning of the year are just going to serve me well throughout the entire year because I know it's going to be hard. I did one of those. Um, I was telling Allison, I did, I don't know if you guys follow Jen Fulweiler, but she has like the rotating like word of the year thing and she posted it again this year. And last year I got like a good word. So I was like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to do it again. And so I did my word this year and just was like, you know, you pick it and it picks a word for you randomly. And my word this year was tough. So <laughs> I don't know how to take that. <laughs> I'm preparing for the worst. I Either mean, that means you're just going to become really tough or. You know, I didn't think about that. <laughs> I only thought of like it as this is going to be tough, like <laughs> buckle up. Yeah. I mean, I guess iron sharpens iron. So like, if it's tough, then I become tough. True. Yeah. But still, I'd rather it not be tough. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. (laughs) You guys will be the first to know if that becomes true. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that is basically what I'm taking with me into the year. And I'm extremely excited. So we thought that we would just end this episode with you know we did a lot of shopping unfortunately i mean unfortunately for my bank account (laughs) we did some shopping at seek and maybe just wanted to like highlight some of the businesses that we shopped at and um 
So if you guys are just looking for anything or interested in some of these uh, companies, you can look them up on Instagram or online and support them. Yeah. So what did you shop, Allison? Um, so I, <laughs> I went into the conference thinking that I wasn't really going to buy anything, but I don't know that why did you not happen. That. You're like, uh, <laughs> no spend. Uh, well, first of all, we got these really cute tote bags. I guess everyone at the conference got them, but they're actually really cute and I'm definitely going to be using that a lot. Um, I got some coffee. So there's this really cute coffee brand called Sunny Coffee Co., and um, so I bought a little bag of coffee from them. I haven't tried it yet, so stay tuned. But um, it smells amazing. Yeah. And literally, it was I bought it, and it was in my tote bag for the rest of the day. And in between talks, I'd like pick up my bag, and I could just smell the coffee. Like it just was just infused everywhere. And I'd be like, I just want to like smell my bag. Like <laughs> it smells so good. Well, and so then you'd good. pass it around. And then yeah. me and Amelia were like, oh, that just like powered us through. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs that afternoon to pick me up when you just can smell yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. So, so um, I also got uh, this little prayer card holder, which is so cute. I never seen these before, but I have so many prayer cards, but I never know what to do with them. So basically you can just put it in there and it like kind of like a picture holder almost, but you just put a little prayer card in there. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Um, I got this print that has uh, the different virtues of Mary. There's like 10 of them and each one corresponds to a different flower. So it's this really pretty print of flowers and it's got all of them tied to a virtue of Mary. Um so I hung that up in my room and I've been enjoying just looking at that every day. Um, and then what else did I get? Um, oh, I got some – or I got this glass uh, jar with like a bamboo lid and it has fiat on it, which um, is, you know, Mary's yes to God. So – um, I got that and yeah, we got some free things too. There were some books that they were giving out. Oh my gosh. This guy was like, do you want books? I was like, yes. Was, <laughs> that was amazing. Free books. Those are just, yeah, that's um, my dream. It's your, literally your dream. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. What did you get? Well, then we also both got these like Blessed Is She um, oh, Bible yes. quote cards, which all three of us were saying, me, Amelia and Allison, that um, – we just like, you know, don't have – we we have Bible verses that we know and like, you know, whatever. But we were just saying like we don't have like that one that yeah. we're just obsessed with. The one that people will put in their bio yeah. of their Instagram or something. Yeah, I don't have you know? one of those. Like, like of I don't course have I have that. some that I – like of course I have ones that I like. Yeah. Um, But I'm like I have a lot that I like but maybe not one that I love. Mm-hmm. So – we were like, that's perfect. Can't wait to go through all of those. Yeah, I guess going off of that, I'm using my prayer card holder as a way to – I don't know how many there are, but there's a big stack of them. I think 300. And so I have just been – every day I've been switching it out and putting a new one. Yeah. So it's kind of like a fun little thing I do every day where I'm like, ooh, I wonder what the Bible verse of the day is going to be. Yeah. And I just put it up. And and it's cute too because it's yeah. fun font. and Yeah. yeah so I love that. Um, I got, I think my favorite thing that I got is I was specifically waiting for Seek to buy this because I just wanted it so badly. And it's this like coffee table book of all of the saints and it's just, it's gorgeous. It's stunning. Um, 
and I think it's by the January Jane shop. So you can look them up, but it's called humans of heaven and it's very beautiful. And yeah, I agree that, um, I, you know, I also like love learning about the saints. And also I feel like I'm always like, who was that one saint that like did X, Y, Z. And I'm always like trying to look for who they are. And I feel like this is just a good, I can just, you know, reference my book. Um, so I was super excited about that. I also got this like print of a Celtic cross uh, and it just kind of had like the Irish blessing written around it, which, you know, I feel like I've recently just been embracing being Irish. My grandmother like loves being Irish and I feel like every time I see her and like look around her house, there's just so many little Irish things and I'm like yeah she just loves this so much and just loves her heritage and I'm trying to embrace that more and I don't have any Irish art so I saw that and was like I definitely uh, want to get that so I love that and I also uh, got these hoodies um, from this missionary group it's called the culture project and from what I know, there are missionaries that travel to different high schools. So I talked to them for a little bit and they seemed really great. And they were selling these hoodies that, oh gosh, this was like a joke because <laughs> I like was trying to decide whether I wanted them. And I was like, what do they say again? Cause I like went and saw them and then I was like, oh, I like that. And then I left and like completely forgot what they said. And I kept yeah. asking Allison, I was like, what did that hoodie and say? And Amelia. Yeah, I was, both like, of us. I was like, what did that hoodie say? Because I was like, do I want that or not? We told her probably three times. And, and we're like, I you must not want this sweatshirt <laughs> because you can't remember what it said. And I bought them and I don't remember. And I was wearing it like yesterday. What I don't does remember. it say? I don't know. It's something about like, oh my God. You were created or no. you're good. Do you remember what it says? Yeah. Oh, what's it say? It says you make the world better. Oh, yes. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. And <laughs> <laughs> apparently. So much that I can't remember. Um, and I bought it for me and like two of my friends who I just thought would really enjoy it too. So I bought those for them, which was lovely. And I think that that is all that I got. I also got like a little I Support a Focus Missionary mug, which rep in. Love you, Molly. Shout out my Focus Missionary that I support. Um, love drinking my coffee out of that. So uh, yeah, I think that was the majority of what I got. So if you're interested in any of those things, definitely check out all of those businesses. They are just so great. And we met so many of like the people working there and they were just lovely and just really good uh, companies to support. So definitely yeah. shout out to them. Yeah. So at the last minute or so, we just wanted to end with, you know, what's coming up for the rest of season three, which will continue until about may so what are we expecting in season three allison yeah um we're expecting an exciting lineup of guests um a lot of these are people that um we were inspired to bring on from seek i mean either people that um you know we got referrals from or just people that we saw um so lots of people that uh, we have in mind that we'd love to bring on, um, ranging from priests to missionaries to entrepreneurs. So we've got kind of the whole spectrum. 
And then I'll also be doing my long-awaited solo episode. Do you want to reveal what it's about? Should I? Yeah. Okay. You guys waited long enough, so (laughs) I'll reveal what it's about. But it's going to be about dating. So we've never talked about that (laughs) on the podcast. Yeah. Allison was like so nervous to do it like in the fall. So I did my solo episode. Yeah. But now you feel ready, right? And I wasn't in a place where I was ready to do it in the fall. But um, I'll just say that I'm at a place now where I'm ready to talk about it. So this episode is going to blow up. I'm calling it now. <laughs> Tell everyone you know. Oh my gosh. Well, we'll see. Allison's I don't want to put on dating. I don't want to put too much hype on it or too much pressure. Um, but yeah. Just I'm know excited. That, that will be in the lineup. So stay tuned. So exciting. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We are extremely excited about 2024 and are just coming to this year with a great new perspective and yeah. um, a new outlook on our faith, our life, our work, and the podcast. So thank you all for your support. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Corporate Catholic Podcast. Give us a rating and follow us on social media at Corporate Catholic Pod.